0: Welcome to Photo Op, the photo opinion podcast, where we talk about all things photo and video. Yes, we do. I'm your host, Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this week on the photo and video topics, we're going to talk about weddings. Yes, we are. More yes. specifically, wedding shows. Yeah, because that's what you just came back from, right? Because I literally just did one. Yeah, <laughs> that that just happened. We are fresh off this last weekend. Uh, I went and did the big Seattle wedding show. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm as in WeddingShow.com, the, the the big one here in the Tis Pacific the Northwest. season,
1: not for weddings yet, but for wedding shows, for sure. Yes. So uh, let's actually start with
0: why the heck do wedding shows happen in January? <laughs> sure. That's because that's because everyone gets engaged
1: <laughs> over the holiday season. Yeah. So let's start with that. I actually have a list of questions to ask. You do you have a list of questions. I don't think that one was on there. No, that's but that's a great first question. Why now? Why
0: in January? Yeah, every, because everyone's getting engaged over the holiday season. So everyone yep. needs to do their
1: location schedule and such so also i mean you know like people are like we plan to get married this year uh it's january let's go oh no oh no yeah there's also that there's
0: you you've got the early birds that know nothing and the late procrastinators that's generally the two groups so if you uh have absolutely zero interest in weddings cool we'll see you in two weeks because it's gonna be a two-part episode but otherwise Mm -hmm. stick around i'm gonna tell you basically uh we're gonna do a little interview i'm gonna tell you everything, everything everything you need to know about wedding
1: shows and maybe things some things you didn't i don't know No, it's all good information. (laughs) Yeah, I hope it's all good information. That is generally why we're here. So first off, on my list of questions, um, speaking of things that, uh, that would be good to know, what can I expect to get? If I were to go, want to go and do a wedding show, what could I expect to get from a wedding show?
0: Okay. Okay. This is actually a great question. So about a decade ago, I did a uh, class on like basically like how to put together a wedding. I, I took a class. I learned how to put together my wedding show kit. And basically the instructor in that class is saying like, yeah, you book people at the show. They get the discount only if they sign today. And I have people be it to my booth knowing I knew I wanted to hire you anyway. And like I wanted to sign up right now for the discount. Um that doesn't work at all. People spend thousands of, I mean, it might've worked for him. Sure. But, uh, I've never had anyone sign up the day of at the booth. They're spending thousands of dollars. They're not going to make that as a snap decision. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing too, is if these couples already knew that they wanted to work with you, then just let them hire you. The wedding (laughs) show is for new people to find you that wouldn't have found you otherwise. So what you can expect is the very first show you do, you might get lucky. Or you might say, wow, that sucked a lot. I would say do two wedding shows. If the second one sucks, then you can give it up. Mm, But mm. basically, there's going to be this snowball effect. So it is currently January 2024. At this wedding show, I got everything from July 2024 to 2026. Oh, big as range. inquiries. Mm. Okay. So again, if someone has a 2026 wedding, they might not book you for 9 to 12 months because they're still a year, year and a half before their wedding. Mm-hmm. I used to tell people I normally book six to nine months before the wedding. Um, That has obviously changed because uh, pandemic and weird weirdness happening with people being able to get venues. Yeah. So... What can you expect? Um, you can you can expect people to get like leads and sign up. And then the best you can do is follow up on those leads. Um, I wouldn't expect to close anyone at a wedding show. But I would expect to like, hey, you really like me and my work. Uh, do you want to set a time where we can have a consultation and see if I'm the right person for you? And then maybe they'll book at the consultation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's about as close as you can get to actually booking a wedding.
1: Booking people at the show seems old school. That seems like pre-internet super kind of old stuff, school. right? Well, the dude that I
0: learned it from was super old school. So, okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're not going to book anything at the show. But don't let that discourage you. Yeah. It's just, getting you out there. and it's Just get the leads and follow up on that. Yeah.
1: And it's potentially getting you work potentially well in advance.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's that's the idea. Yeah. Um, I generally get about half of the weddings I do from wedding shows. Um, mm. And the other half uh, comes from every other source put together. Most of those just being word of mouth. But half is a substantial portion. It is. That's a lot. It is. But -hmm. some of that word of mouth of like, let's say I book someone at a a wedding show and then a year and a half later, that uh, person's aunt is like, hey, you shot my niece's wedding. I'm getting remarried. I absolutely love the photos you did for her. I'm hiring you. That happened once. Perfect. So like I'm counting that as wedding show because I wouldn't have had access to Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm
1: network that otherwise. Snowballing effect so, you it's, were so it's that to. snowballing yeah.
0: effect. It is word of mouth, but it's word of mouth from someone I got from the wedding show. So it kind of builds on itself.
1: All right. So I'm convinced. I want to go do wedding shows. It's worth it. When? When should I start? Can I do it too early in my photographic career?
0: Ooh, too early. That's not something I've thought about. Like, is but, that possible? But yes. Yes. So <laughs> you, you could do it too early. So I would say uh, if you have never shot a full wedding beginning to end don't do a wedding show Mm, okay um second shoot for other uh, other photographers um go find broke students that Mm -hmm. you know are (laughs) (laughs) just be like yeah i'll give you an absolutely killer deal um so i would say until you have a sizable um i would say two there are two benchmarks at this point, yes, go forth and do a wedding show. Benchmark number one is you have a sizable portfolio to be able to compete with the people that have been doing it for five years, 10 years more. Mm -hmm. Um, because otherwise just, unless you are so dirt cheap, no one's going to hire you. But if you are so dirt cheap, people are also going to see that as a warning sign. No Mm -hmm. one's going to hire you. "Hmm, You're not. Why are you cheap? These (laughs) these boots are expensive. You're not getting your money back. So until you have a sizable portfolio, uh, don't do it. The other thing is, um, like I said, it takes a long time for that snowball effect. Can you burn the amount of money it takes to do a wedding show and get nothing back oh. until you have that much money? I wouldn't do a wedding show. That's a good point. That's a good because point. you might get your monies back. You might not, or you might get that money back in a year from now. Mm-hmm. So until if, if you can't Is afford that investment, going to pay off you by the can't time, afford yeah. rent next month it, by doing this wedding show, Pay rent. Don't Don't do do the wedding show. (laughs) Keep building your portfolio because because that wedding show might be great, but it's not going to pay off immediately. Yeah. Okay. So it's really
1: an investment, a longer term investment. It is a Mm -hmm. longer
0: term investment, and you have to keep going back and do it repeatedly. Yeah.
1: You said the booths aren't cheap. No, how, no, no. how not cheap are they <laughs> how
0: not cheap are they okay how much does this cost <laughs> so depending on where you are in the country in the world actually but we're us so mm-hmm. depending on where you are in the country this is going to flex and variable a lot yeah for sure depending on the show and how many people bought tickets this is going to vary and flex a lot mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. here in the seattle area the cheapest show i've ever seen is five hundred dollars for a booth but this is for an eight by six with no pipe and drape, no table. It's kind of like a just like a spot Pretty on basic. the floor, yeah. and I'm like, this you doesn't even feel stand. worth it. <laughs> yeah, you have a place to stand. I'm like, this doesn't feel worth it, and that was five hundred dollars. All right. So the show I do is about two thousand mm-hmm. okay. um, dollars, and so you've got you've got shows that are more, you've got shows that are less, and everything in between. Um, the other thing is that it's not just the cost of the booth. Uh, you've got the cost of all your sample albums and all your prints. Um, I actually just updated my uh, print wall. I used to have just like a bunch of like loose leaf uh, easels, essentially, um, with all my prints on easels. Well, I actually finally got like an expo display that hangs on the back pipe and drape. Sweet. Uh, I got that on a significant discount. And those 12 photos cost me, I think,
1: $1,200. <sighs> okay. <laughs>
0: And that was that was on a deep. But bl- I, I bought mean, it like nine months ago. I mean, it's I'm advertising, right? Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is discounted now because mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. out of season. I'm yeah, going to yeah. update now because I know I need it next year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so not only is the wedding show a long term investment, but you're making long term investments for that long term investment. Yeah, yeah. So
0: for your first wedding show, easily five grand.
1: Okay. Yeah. Easily. Um. So it's it's like two grand for you in this case of this one yeah. now. Because you've got kind of a
0: yeah a thing, um, and then know. and then I'm not I'm not replacing every single print every year, but I do try and keep it fresh. If mm. I shot something really cool, I want to, I want to update a little bit. So you mm. can expect to spend a couple hundred dollars updating prints okay. every, t- every time. Every okay. uh, time, maybe not every year, every other year, something like that. Mm. But you should be keeping things fresh and keeping it updated, and making sure that the work you display is is what you do. Yeah. that is current, right? Cool. Um, but then uh all of my albums cost me anywhere between like eight hundred to a thousand dollars per album, and I've got mm-hmm. like eight of them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like like granted, I didn't have them all at the first show. At the first yeah. show I had like two albums. Yeah. Yeah. Um but, you had to get the ball rolling, but, but then it's you had to get the ball rolling it's for
1: sure. Grown from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, so you said that there are cheap ones, there are expensive ones how do you decide which one to go to? Do you like go by price? Do you go by a location? Ooh. Like are there markets you're looking for that they serve in particular? How is that decided? Yes. Yeah, so, you have like a budget for this and you're like, oh, man. I've got X money and it can fit into Y number of, <laughs> so, <laughs> of shows or what? <laughs> so, oh man, I feel...
0: Okay, so the uh, go back and listen to our episodes on imposter syndrome because it's hitting me real hard right now. I have thrown so much money down the trash mm-hmm. on bad investments, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. wedding advertising, on magazine advertising, on um, wedding shows that never panned out. I seriously, I've thrown so much money down the tube on stuff that just did not work. It Zero happens. return on investment. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a good thing to look out for is, uh, does the show have a media kit? Um, in that media kit, how many brides um, you know, are there? So mm-hmm. let's, say, let, let, let's say really quick, let, let's just do some back of the napkin math, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say uh, a show says, we sold 5,000 tickets. Now, that show is going to be saying that 5,000 brides will be there. Uh, but the tickets are two for one. so, oh, okay. So, so, <laughs> Sneaky. <laughs> so that person who's going to the wedding show is bringing their mom or their best man or some other person who is not affiliated. Or maybe their fiance. But again, mm-hmm. that's just one wedding. Mm-hmm. So whatever their tickets are sales are, I would say immediately just like knock it in half, maybe take another 10% off the top. So instead of 5,000, let's call it like 2,000. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So now of this 2,000, let's say only one in 10 is even going to make eye contact with you. Mm. Because because wedding shows are super weird, and they do not want to talk to you. They do not want to be there. They do not want you to talk to them, even though they paid to be there.
1: Sort of five thousand tickets. You're looking at a couple hundred people. So yeah. So yeah.
0: so now of that five thousand tickets, it's actually only two thousand weddings. Of that two thousand weddings, you're hoping two hundred of them will actually like make eye contact and talk to you. Now let's say you can get if you're if you're really good at it, maybe half of them to do data entry and like give you their information oh wow. okay so now you're down so it cuts way down so way now quickly. you're down uh so it was five thousand to two thousand two thousand to two hundred two hundred to one hundred so now you're at maybe a hundred leads
1: okay okay
0: so so you you can do that quick back the napkin math to really quickly figure out for the price is that worth it and that's just something mm-hmm. you have to decide for yourself yeah. yeah so cost of acquisitions of like i would love to you know pay you a hundred dollars and book a wedding, but like my cost of acquisition is actually way higher than that. And I'm doing ah. everything I can to get it down. But I'm also really bad at advertising because I pick all the wrong horses <laughs> in this race. Seriously man.
1: So so that's so that's how you decide which ones to attend is is based on you, kind of yeah, potential so, market size. So
0: I would yeah. I would buy a ticket and attend it. Okay. If you know like next mm. year I want to do this one and I'm not ready yet, mm-hmm. go attend the show. Is it packed? Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of people there? Do you scout does, it? <laughs> does, scout it out. Does it? Is it a barren wasteland? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like if, especially
1: for your first one, because then you're like, well, man, if I'm doing the upfront, getting the momentum going, five thousand dollars or whatever, yeah, like, check it out first. Absolutely, yeah. is it, it worthwhile
0: an investment? Yeah, if it if it sucks, like, don't go to that one. So <laughs> so buy a ticket, go to it. Again, that means that you couldn't do it that year. You'd have to wait a year. But mm-hmm. if you're just getting started in the wedding industry. You know, th- yeah. these are things to look at. So, so buy a ticket, look at their media kit, see if their recommendations, um, ask around to your friends who might be getting married and be like, Hey, where are you looking? Cause if they're like, I'm going to go to this show in- th- that might be like this little niche show. Well, that little niche show that has way less people might be way better if that's a niche who hires you. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm yeah
0: so so i don't need when you can the five thousand brides i'm okay going to a, a small open house where there are going to be 200 attendees if those 200 attendees all love this one particular style of of mm. wedding and if and it's a much a style higher that you're percentage of them talk to you then In, great indeed yeah, indeed yeah. so um yeah you just you just uh have to kind of like feel it out and do your research uh attend the show go with your gut do you think it's going to work for you and then give it a
1: try that's kind of kind of all i got on that at one at some point you have to leap <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point you got to give it a, give it a go. You mentioned earlier all of these different prints and uh, the system that you're hanging up mm-hmm. at, at the booth, yeah. so. How much space do you need for all your prints? I mean, people that are watching us on video can see that we even have a space in the studio that has prints. I do prints. Have, like, a, have a little it look, gallery wall behind me. Is it like this amount of space? Is it more? Is it less? So, like how much space do you need?
0: So uh, most shows are going to give you a 10 by 10. That's just 10 10. kind of the going rate. Okay. Um, you don't need more your 10 by 10 is fine. That's fine. Um, However, once you're balling and you have, you know, if you start getting like associates and, and, you know, booking multiple Mm -hmm. weddings and you're kind of in that like big, big flow rolling and you can get those bigger like sponsor booth spaces that are like 20 feet 15 20 feet whatever cool then it's like okay well you don't need my advice anymore just do what you're gonna do <laughs> Yeah, you're already successful <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast
1: just take the basic 10 by 10 mm-hmm. that's fine okay that's fine what do you what do you do with that space like they just give you a block of ground and a potential place to hang stuff like what do you do with that yeah so
0: so it comes with like a chair a table mm -hmm. and a pipe and drape
1: generally speaking mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you lay that in a particular way
0: yeah i mean
1: i mean are you close to the front or do you bring people in the thing is like like? i don't want everyone copying
0: me because i'm not saying i'm doing it the right way but i will kind of tell you how i think about laying it out so uh they give you a table and the thing you do not want to do is put the table at the front of your booth Okay. Because you want to be on their side. You want to be their ally and their helper and their you know, companion through this process. Mm-hmm. And when you put a table between you, it becomes more transactional. Ah uh, okay. You're so like, it's a barrier. Yeah, Phys- it, it's a literal it's physical a barrier. It's a literal physical barrier that <laughs> okay, is also okay. a mental yeah. barrier. Um so uh what what I do is um I put all my prints like on the back wall and then I'll move that table to like the side of the booth so it kind of creates like a little, little L, L- mm-hmm. and then they can kind of like come through and look at stuff and okay. like talk to me. Um something that I just tried at this wedding show and I don't know if it's any good is um I actually put the table smack dab in the middle of the 10 feet mm. um so that there was an aisle on each side so that uh. they could they could kind of like look on both sides of the table and like mm. they could like walk, walk in around a circle. Yeah. And walk in a circle around it um so all my prints were on the back wall and the table was short enough that there was enough space to like walk behind it and cool. um I'm not sure how I like that but I gave that a try and like basically anything to kind of like bring them in mm-hmm. so that um so that they can spend a little more time there and get more invested. You just don't want to, like push them away physically with your
1: table yeah just put tables around the entire outer perimeter don't come in <laughs> <laughs> yeah man you'd be but, surprised but yeah I, I could surprised. see people being tempted to do maybe not that extreme but put put like stuff be like hey people are going to come here because there's stuff right yeah right in front of them that they can grab and touch and touch and stuff but there's there's also a barrier so
0: yeah so like yeah. um if they're it, like at a jewelry store you expect that there's going to be this barrier in between mm-hmm. you and the jewelry jeweler right because it's all the stuff well i don't like having that barrier because i don't i don't know it just there's just this mental psychology
1: well and i as we've talked about in the past like you're pitching less the stuff and more the experience yeah Yeah. for sure i mean the stuff they want the stuff
0: okay so it's also the experience so funny story okay (laughs) um so here here's a sample album made by a company that i will not name because they don't exist anymore So, it is two-tone leather, and it's beautiful and gorgeous. Mm -hmm. No other company does this. So, I no longer talk about the beautiful two-tone leather. Uh, On the inside, you've got this crushed velvet and you can just get lost in it and for those of you that aren't watching the video
1: this is why you should watch the video (laughs) this is why you should watch
0: the video you've got this beautiful crushed velvet inside guess what other companies don't do this either
1: Ah. so
0: i used to say look at this gorgeous album look how amazing it is look at you know ooh Mm -hmm. ah first family heirloom uh but two things happened one everyone started using the exact same albums So it no longer was a differentiation. Mm -hmm. And two, Mm -hmm. I was getting people to be like, I already hired another photographer, but this album is dope. Can I just give you the photos and have you print my album Can you and, I'm be like, a print and i'm like print service i'm like no <laughs> well so so honestly and i was sure for three thousand bucks <laughs> i was i had a lot of people confusing me for a print service and they're like cool oh. i hired so like um i had my giveaway be like enter to win like a free like 16 by 24 print here's the catch if you don't hire me you can't get that print because i didn't take your photo oh hey. nice okay um mm-hmm. But like I used to do that, and people are like, "Cool, I'm just gonna send you the print, and, and you'll print it for me." I'm like, "No, that's not how that works." And they were, <laughs> nice and people were genuinely just like confusing me for a print service. Mm-hmm. So um you were too good at selling. I was, I was too good at selling. <laughs> so, so yeah, you're not selling the product; you were absolutely selling uh, yourself and the experience for sure. Ho- Your product has to be good. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Your product has to be good enough. And then the differentiation is going to be
1: you as a person. Speaking of you as a person, is it just you at these booths? Do you have other people helping?
0: Okay. So at some of the shows that are smaller and deader, and I know I can get away with it, it's just me. Mm -hmm. But at the big Seattle show, I always bring an assistant because uh, if I need to step away for any reason, uh, my booth is now unoccupied. Mm -hmm. And an unoccupied booth gets zero leads. (laughs) Fair enough. People might swipe brochures off the table, but those brochures are going to go immediately into the
1: trash. Sorry, Ben. you can't use the
0: bathroom for the whole weekend. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But well, the other thing that happens is people will come, it might be dead for a little while, but people will come in droves and waves. Mm -hmm. Well, now I can talk to someone, my assistant can talk to someone. And then uh, like, I do my best to kind of like uh, pawn someone off onto an album. So they don't like go away, but Mm -hmm. that I can like get the new person who's kind of like, slow yeah, kind of bring them a little bit and kind of bring mm-hmm. them in so i can potentially be talking up to two people they can potentially be talking up to two people okay. So now we have four people instead of zero so that's the like uh, uh in those droves and waves you, basically if they keep walking you're never going to hear from them again. That list that the show gives you is useless. Mm -hmm. Completely Mm -hmm. useless. Mm -hmm. You might get those 700 names that came with that list, but they didn't talk to you, so they won't hire you. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Literally does not matter.
1: Interesting. So you do have help with the sort of sales side of things and not mm-hmm. just set up yeah yeah,
0: yeah um it is it, everyone's always like a- assuming that my assistant is the photographer and oh the, <laughs> i i generally always pick female assistants just uh just how it works of, out that's kind of how it works out yeah. but also um the majority of the people going to the shows are brides mm-hmm. not to be sexist or anything but dudes don't go um and <laughs> yeah they they feel more comfortable with a woman there right Fair um enough. and it's yeah. like yeah cool uh but yeah, they're talking to her and she's like, Oh, no, Ben's actually the photographer. And it's like, oh cool, so you're gonna be there too as photographer number two? No, I'm just I'm just helping <laughs> him today talk to
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I mean, you know, for the booth babe experience, that's about as good as it yeah, gets. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that sounds like a very positive experience compared to what I've heard it is. about this It is. Nice, nice. I try <clears throat> to make it one anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you you did touch on this a little bit but i'd like to kind of close this out more this deal that you had um with with people coming to the show do you still offer those kind of things is there a special package for the show do you offer any special deal is there anything that you want because you also said don't expect to close deals during the show not expect to close deals at the show and then but do you try that at all is there any special perk that people get
0: Yes, you absolutely have to give them a perk. That's the whole
1: reason they spent money on tickets mm-hmm. to be here. Okay. So
0: um,
1: so what does that perk look like yeah, for you? Yeah,
0: this, this question is a little complicated because uh, there's some math involved. Oh, no, math. <laughs> um, so at least... For me. Because at one point in time, I just tried it and didn't do the math and it mm. didn't work. Okay. So, so l- l- let me kind of kind of explain. Uh, based on your packages, let's say that you have three wedding packages. We'll call them, you know, big, small, medium. Mm. Or what? Big, medium, small? Yeah. Yeah. Grande. Grande. Venti. <laughs> Venti. Uh, yeah. Okay. You've, you've got your big package. You've got your medium package. You've got your small package. All okay. Right. So... What needs to happen is if you give a discount, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. you want to give that discount to everyone. You don't want to just give it to the big rollers. Yeah, right? For sure. Well, what happens is if you don't do the math right, if you give a discount, then someone might just take your, you know, rather than moving up a package, they might just take your small package and, like, move up an hour or something uh, okay. and then you're doing the same amount of work but getting less, less money. money okay yeah. so um so you you really don't want to give a discount without uh doing math first now mm-hmm. what you can do is offer free stuff free stuff is great because if you offer three hundred dollars in free stuff it is not costing you three hundred dollars yep, out of your yep. pocket mm-hmm. if you say three hundred dollars in print sales it's maybe costing you a hundred bucks right if yeah. you're saying like get a free guest book, okay, you're out a hundred bucks, not three hundred plus your design mm-hmm. time. Uh, if free extra hour of coverage, people love that. It costs you nothing. It costs you your time, but that Perfect. is still valuable. So mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. still getting value out of that. So yes, you want to you want to definitely incentivize them to book. And it can be whatever you want, whether it's like book by the end of the week, book in the next 30 days, book. We set some amount of time period that gives them some time constraint Mm -hmm. because otherwise they're just going to be like, oh, I got time. And then you'll never forget them again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay
0: makes sense so so yeah there definitely needs to be something and that something needs to be something you can deliver on if you're the type of person who just shoot and burns then don't offer a free print if you aren't mm-hmm. able mm-hmm. to like do printing yeah. right? so you can customize it to you yeah, mm-hmm. so you can customize that perk to you. So like the examples that I use, um, get like two hundred free thank you cards. Oh, okay. Because that's something that you know they'll add on afterwards, and otherwise, and appreciate. It might be something that they might not have been buying from you, but it's mm-hmm. an, a value added, and that doesn't cost me as much as I charge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, or a uh, free extra hour uh, of coverage. Um, hopefully, you're including engagement sessions in your package, but if not, get a free engagement session. Um, the problem with that one is people will be like oh i want a free engagement session they'll take their freebie and then not hire you Uh, so so you really do want (laughs) to tie all of your incentives to if you book me you also get this whether that is a discount or a freebie you Mm -hmm. don't want to just give out you gotta buy in you gotta buy in (laughs) to get your freebie yeah Yeah, for sure fair
1: enough only fair yeah well I think that's all the time we have for today. You're going to have to tune in next time for part two. We're going to talk about stuff. We're going to talk about picking prints. We're going to talk about standing out. Important things. So thanks for joining us for part one. And uh, we'll see you in part two for even more. Helpful tips. I'll I'll uh, also throw in some
0: stories about the random crazy <laughs> things people have had the audacity
1: to say to my face. So both tips and fun stories. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's, some of them are absolutely wild. Awesome. Well, even more incentive to tune in next time.
0: If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo dash dot show.
1: Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non creative
0: as in om nom nom
1: share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or download it cause it's free